0: Hi there, podcast listeners, and welcome to the 7th of August, 2019 Hong Kong Stories podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. Another eventful week has passed and Hong Kong is learning to adapt to a different reality. One of the reasons we love this city, however, is that the people who live in it are good, excellent even, at adaptation. This week as we keep our ears pricked and our eyes on the news feed we'll be listening to a story from Shravya who found himself in a situation beyond his control. After Shravya we'll hear a story from X about his way to deal with other people's expectations. Before we get to today's stories though we'd like to extend a huge thank you to our loyal Hong Kong listeners. We know you're occupied by many important things just now and really appreciate you listening to our stories. Thanks go out, too, to our listeners around the world, especially listeners in Pingtung and Taichung in Taiwan, Jackson, Massachusetts in the USA, and Ague Blanche in France. Thanks for letting our stories into your ears. August has no live show as we take a break from the summer heat so the next show will be in September. On 11 September at the Fringe Club, Jen will host a show with the theme Flipped. There are only three more shows on our calendar for 2019, September 11, October 23rd, and December 5th. There are pitch workshops up for September's show if you're interested in telling at the live show, and workshops every Tuesday if you'd like to come and share a story in a small group. Find all the information you need at hongkongstories.com. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than comedy. It's better than drama. It's real life. And now from our February 2019 show with the theme Direction Unknown, here is Stravia.
1: So my parents' 25th wedding anniversary just went past this December. And to celebrate... They invited their close friends and family to Vietnam, Danang, for a weekend getaway. Uh, their guest list comprised of about 35 couples, almost 70 people. And uh, we hadn't hired a wedding or event organizer. And I'm the only child of my parents, so it fell upon me to, you know party plan, bookings, you know, food, decorations, hospitality, just making sure that everyone had a really good time. Now, Vietnam in December is the rainy season. We were hoping that the weekend that we went, it would be sunny. Yeah, it, it wasn't. <laughs> it was pouring buckets. But it wasn't so much of a problem, because most of our events were in the hotel, so it was indoors, uh, and our guests were very, very cool. But this one particular particular night, I had booked a restaurant for dinner uh, at a small town, 20 minutes away from Danang, called Hoi An Village. The restaurant informs me that because of the rain, the... Village has taken on too much water and is now flooded. And the three 25-seater buses I had booked to take us there uh, could not drop us at the restaurant. It would have to drop us outside the village, 15 minutes away from the destination. I called up a restaurant. I asked them if they're still open. They said they are, and that the 70 person's menu had already been prepared. What do I do? I had paid a deposit for the menu. I had booked... The buses, and I had no other arrangements for 70 people in such a short amount of time. So I thought, what the hell? The show must go on. So I had all the guests congregate in the reception, piled them onto the buses, and off we went. We reached our drop off point in a small boutique shop. People were chatting amongst themselves, you know, having a good time reveling in the party from the previous days. I nervously speak up. Hey, everyone. This is not the destination. Our restaurant is 15 minutes away from here, and it's flooded, so let's walk in a straight line in an orderly fashion. (laughs) They look outside. Back at me. Look outside. Back at me. Complete disbelief. I start walking. Couples are following me one by one. Big umbrella between each couple. The Now, if you've ever been to Hoi An, you would know that it is a very beautiful little town. And if you haven't, let me tell you, it's gorgeous. The streets are lined with glowing papered lanterns. Uh, on either side of the street, there are small shops selling uh, homemade paper hats, sandals, clothes, souvenirs. Um and there are rickshaws and river boats taking tourists around uh, around the bustling you know little town and hawkers on every street corner selling barbecued meat night market style now it was not like that when we got there we had a ka 2 knee high uh, water filled with grass and debris uh, there were nobody on the streets, it was pretty dark save for a few street lights and a few local uh, on their scooters. I would be anticipating skeletons to pop up at any corner. So we just kept on walking. I had a paper map with a crudely drawn route map mapped on it. I didn't want to pull out my phone at this point because fall in the water and there it's gone. So I'd be checking every street corner, making sure we're going the right way. And I'd look at the faces of my guests. They'd be walking slowly, single file, dragging their feet along the water, misery on their faces. At one point, I thought, hmm, this must be what prison feels like. (laughs) I was hoping that they'd bust into a prison song. Cold chills. Rainy night, walking, searching for light, (laughs) soaking, shirt and tie, just ain't feeling right. Now, while while we were walking, there were gaps emerging in in the line, so I would be hurdling back and forth, along the water, making sure that everyone was going the right way, and keeping spirits up. Five minutes more. Just five minutes more. Keep walking. Just five minutes more. I had no idea. <laughs> I was just, we were just walking, praying, hoping to see some light. After a few minutes, across the Hoi River Bridge, there it was, a white, glistening light. There it is. There it is, the restaurant. There it is. People would up their pace, hoping to get into the restaurant as quickly as possible. And as soon as everyone piled in, there was an air of relief and a sudden insatiable hunger. People dug into their food and drinks like we were refugees coming out of a storm. And it was finally getting peaceful and happy. People were singing and dancing and having a good time. But it wasn't to last, because we would have to get back out there, back to the buses. So I tell people, let's go. We line up, couple by couple, big umbrella between them. This was an exodus, and I was their Moses, leading my people to freedom. Only difference was that I couldn't part water. That would have been very helpful. So, off we go into the dark, murky, cold, wet hell and just keep on walking. Now, I ditched my paper map, soaking as it was. It was already torn. I figured that I would just retrace my steps and we would reach the bus. Yeah, unsurprisingly, my cockiness got the better of me, and we took a wrong turn. We ended up outside the village, just not where the buses were. It was this big intersection, no more flood, but still pouring heavily. There were a few cabs around the area, so I quickly asked one of them, hey, could you please direct our buses to this place? And I and I put some of our older guests into the cabs to go off to the uh, hotel. Uh, after ten minutes of waiting, people were starting to get miserable again. Um, but soon enough, off in the distance, three pairs of headlights and a roaring V6 engine coming closer—salvation was the buses. So I piled people back in one by one, and I was the last to get in. I was expecting, you know, miserable faces full of hatred. Because, I mean, these people had just come away from India to get away to live a safe and sheltered life, right? But when I got in, they were smiling, laughing even. One of the uncles told me that it had reminded them of when they were young and when they were walking to school. It was really sweet. I felt really proud. I mean, all things considered... So off we went, back to home, not singing prison songs this time, more happy Indian songs. If you'd like, I can sing the song I, I sung in the bus. It's in Hindi. I sang. Papa kehte hai Bada Naam Karega beta hamara aisa kaam karega magar ye to koi na jaane ke meri manzil hai
0: isn't it a wonderful feeling when your expectations of anger are met with kindness and laughter instead Shavia told this story after coming to a workshop and pitching to tell at the show. If you want to share your story, whether it be of struggle and despair, happiness and hope, or anything in between, come to a workshop and we'll show you how to get the most impact from your telling. Find more info at hongkongstories.com. Our second story today is a short story told at our March experimental show that was called Permission to Pause. Here is X.
2: Probably you have been to wedding banquets. Is it a difficult question to determine how much to give I figure out a solution by bouncing the question back to the couple by giving a blank check. Usually only a tycoon will do this (laughs) but I do so with a different reason. My friend risk losing the check if the value is too high and get bounced back. Also, I trust my friend will pick the right amount while I have a moment as a tycoon.
0: Thanks for listening to today's stories brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. The music for this podcast was created and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. Everyone has a story to tell.